So, uh, welcome back, uh, everyone, to In 10 Years Time podcast, me, you and Blake Quay. And today we're talking to a uh, recent PFL signing, uh, a recent winner in the PFL, actually, uh, Chanel Dyer. Chanel, thanks for coming on. Uh, it's quite what I'm excited for, actually, because there's a lot of hype around you at the moment, particularly in the MMA community. So, um, yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. No, no that's good. So, um, yeah, to start off with then, when I do this, I always start off with, like, people and, like, their personal lives and what they started off with and stuff. So you were uh, born in, uh, like, Shepherd's Bush, or you grew up in Shepherd's Bush. Yeah. Um, what was it like growing up in that part of London for people that don't already know much about that area? So um, I was born in London, born and raised west of London. Um, I'm from Shepherd's Bush, as you just said. Um, I live right next to an estate called White City. And I just had the typical London childhood. Like, grew up most of my time in this day um, with my friends, bike riding, uh, playing football, hanging out. Not not doing anything that like, bad, but um just like literally just being a child, being like one of those little little rascals. Um <laughs> and I, I enjoyed every second of it. Um London, as as you know, London's notorious with um knife crime. So you can see that a lot going on in um their states, like their state that I grew up as well. So um from a young age I could see that literally like on my doorstep um from a young age. But um I was never really into that. I was just into my sports, um and my friends, um and schoolwork and stuff like that. Um, but being surrounded by those type of things, I think that's why my dad and my parents wanted us to, me and my siblings to keep um, distracted. So they just put us into like every single sport. So I done like football, swimming. I even did ballet for a stage. I actually got like hmm. certificates and everything in that like, ballet. They just like tried to keep us preoccupied. So that like, after school, we was always busy um, doing hmm. sports and stuff like that um, to, 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 um, so the people that we look up to, the role models that we looked up to are not the role models in the state. Or the, it's the role models in the gym, people making millions of pounds, people making thousands of pounds. So those are the people I was surrounded with um, growing up more like. I spent most of my childhood, especially I saw martial arts when I was nine years old, most of my childhood in the gym or up and down the country fighting. And that was my passion from um, a young age. But I, I'll, never, I'll never change growing up um, from, from London. Like I loved every second of it. Um, and I keep that within my heart and yeah, forever and always. And you talked about, um, just mentioned how your dad or got got you into like those are different stuff. Um, how was, so did you, how was school then for you as well? Yeah, so me, I was, I, I love school. For, like when I was younger, I was like, that, especially like primary school, I was like, that new, like no, no, the girl. I used to like stay up and I reading books. I really like loved English. I got really good grades in school actually. So fighting wasn't actually like um a, a number one for me. Like I had good grades. So I could have went down the academic route, like um um religiously. Um my mom she wanted me to go kind of down the um the, the academic route because I actually got good grades. So why not do go university, get my qualification and stuff like that? 
um high school I was just being like that type of typical high schooler um, I actually took a break off, off of martial arts when I went high school um I was about 13 14 15 at those times and just just did what a typical um teenager did uh, messed by a little bit in, in school but um I think that's where the, the martial arts discipline came in I didn't really do martial arts at the time um still got good grades as well because I was my mom always like put in my head from a young age that like, you have to get your qualifications no matter what you want to do in the future just knuckle down now and get your qualification because this is the time to get so I still got my qualifications got good grades um went to college as well and finished my educational um studies when I was 18 after college that's always like a thing I guess if as like someone uh you you doing good in academics and stuff that's always like a thing your parents like oh no come on you gotta go to yeah, university yeah, and get, you gotta don't go down that route but then it's like you gotta try and explain it to them I guess that like, no you want to yeah, do something like, why, are you gonna give, why, why are you gonna give up the like, education like you get good grades and you're actually really smart to to go mm. down and punch someone for a living I was just like yeah. because I'm smart I want to I want to punch someone for a living I don't want to. <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah, I guess a lot of people go through that as well when they're growing up. Um, you talked about uh, you're good in English and stuff. Was yeah. there anything other, was there at any point, did you think, uh, was it always MMA for you or martial arts? Or was there like any other career opportunities you were thinking about doing before you went full throttle with the MMA? Um, not really. Like, as I said, from um, a young age, like, I've done like uh, martial arts as sorry as a as a distraction but as more more like because I enjoyed it as well like I loved it I loved the people I met I, I loved traveling and so I've just done it as a hobby like I, that's something I really done on the side as a hobby and it was my passion at the time but I never actually thought of it as a job until like four years ago I think is when I actually thought okay this could actually <coughs> sorry like this could actually be um a career for me um yeah, it was just literally a hobby. Um, I did a bit of football when I was younger. When I was about 13, 14 years old. I had to kind of decide between martial arts and like football because I was actually really good at football. I was actually quite good at football at the time. Um, so I had to choose between football and martial arts. Um, and I'm glad I chose martial arts because martial <laughs> arts, I really, I really enjoyed it. And look how I am now. Otherwise, if I chose football, I would have been in a different situation. Ballet never came across your mind then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um do you think you mentioned like the the knife crime and stuff like in that part of london and do you think because i've spoken to sadia kabea she's like a rugby uh player for england and she came she grew up in like uh like croydon area like south and she was saying how like uh she thinks being brought up in that area gives people a little bit of an edge because obviously it's not great their circumstances so that makes them work even more harder than the usual person i know you're not from from croydon but do you think being in similar circumstances that's given you an edge like and it's affected how hard you work and stuff like that 100 percent. like um as i said when i was growing up i could see those stuff in in like my doorstep so um i don't want to be those type of people growing up i just i wanted to be the people i've been the role models i've been um surrounded by I wanted to be a world champion so I want to be a world champion so I can inspire the younger generation mm. and all and so you you said that your dad um was so it was your dad that pushed you into was it Muay Thai that was your first martial art was it <coughs> yeah so I done Muay Thai when I was 
nine years old. He really pushed me um, to start that as well. So he's been like to basically all my fights when I was younger. I mean, still around now. So um, mm. when when he was younger, he didn't really get the opportunities um, to 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 be to be great. But so he wants his children to be great. And I think I read this somewhere, and I'm all right. You won 27 world titles, either in is that Muay Thai and kickboxing, or just yeah, Muay so Thai? I won, I won, I think it's like 30 Muay Thai and K1 titles. That's just crazy. Wow, fair. <laughs> um, I think I'll have like five or six world titles as well in, in Muay Thai and K1. That's crazy. I couldn't believe that when I saw that. I thought, wow, that's, yeah. that's mental. Um, so is your dad, is your dad's into like fighting and stuff as well then no so my dad was actually a um, footballer uh, funny enough and uh, that was his passion when he was younger and that's where he got me into football as well as i said mm. before it was like mm. between football and um mma uh, so he was like really passionate in his football career and when i was younger um, when he was younger he didn't really get the opportunity to pursue being um, a footballer his parents were like really traditional so um they wanted him to go through the academic route um, so he had to really do that and he has to have like a normal job. But when he had kids, he like said to himself, he didn't want them to to um, to be restricted. They wanted them to follow their dreams. And that's what he done with me. He supported me all throughout. Mm. And obviously with Muay Thai being your base, was you had to make the transition to um, into mixed martial arts. What was the what was the moment that you thought, right, I'm going to go into MMA? Did a coach, did you? Did a coach come up to you or do you just see, obviously, you know, it's pretty well known there's more money, especially now in MMA than like Muay Thai and there's more recognition and stuff. So was that why you went into it or maybe you just enjoyed it more? Um, I, I started MMA when I was about 18 years old. I think I was mm. in college. It was like my last year of college. Um, and then we was going through like university clearing that like, I had to um, meet with my tutor and he was like, okay, where do we go from this? Like, what do you want to do in the future? And as I said before, um, I thought it was that like, martial arts is a hobby. I never actually deeped it. That could actually be my career. So I was like, okay, um, Muay Thai, you can't really make a lot of money off of Muay Thai. But what can I do to make money? And you, to make money, you can um, do MMA. So I chose MMA as a career for, going forward because all I want to do in life is fight. And to do that is to do MMA. So MMA or boxing, but I like kicking too much to be a boxer. So obviously I chose MMA. Also, I know you just mentioned boxing, and I know this. I sh I should be talking about you, but I'm still in disbelief about what happened on Saturday night. I know, literally. Like, <laughs> I'm not a boxing. I'm not a boxing fan, but I, that was probably the first five I actually watched like ten rounds of it. And I sat down with, like little. I had hope of like Ingarni, but like after he knocked him down in the third round, I was just like, he won the fight. Like even if even if Ingarni gets stopped, we honestly. The second he knocked Tyson through down, he won the fight. 100%. Honestly, I don't give. I I honestly don't give a shit about the scorecards. To be honest, literally, like, I, literally. I, I'm just like, what the heck? I was literally screaming. I was like, oh my, you know. But anyway, back to he he won he won the fight. 100%. <laughs> he's 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 a legend for that. Like oh, where he came from, where he is now, he's just it's it's unbelievable. Like. And I yeah, I still can't believe that. It's bloody nearly seventy two yeah. hours since it. But anyway, um. Obviously, uh, your not your nickname is the nightmare. And when I was researching you, there's this really. I actually urge everyone to go and see this Sky Sports documentary called The yeah. Good uh, Fight Club. It was. I'm surprised at like how little views it had and stuff. 
because I thought it was amazing. I thought it was amazing. That's generally yeah. like one of the best, like, uh, like not just MMA, but just like combat, like documentary. Just the way it was filmed and everything. Yeah. I was really, I, I couldn't believe it. But um, you talk. I know this is really difficult for you to talk about, as it would be for anyone. Yeah. Um, but obviously, what happened to your friend and former MMA fighter, um, Jaro Shepherd? Now, when I talk to I talked to a boxer called Owen Cooper earlier in the year and he was like saying how uh, he had a friend very similar and he died uh, in like in like a car crash. And he was saying like how that's like his main motivator. Obviously he motivates himself yeah. because he wants to do amazing in boxing, but that's like a really big motivator for him in the sport. Um, and I'm guessing, because also your nickname is a yeah. nightmare and that's carrying on from uh, Jaro, um, rest in peace. So uh is that the same thing for you like he's like what you're what you think about when you go into a fight or at the end of the fight or whatever yeah literally I literally think up uh, about him that 24 7 first thing when I wake up I have this picture like on on my bedside um table so I literally think of him first thing in the morning last thing at night um and it's just extra motivation really um everyday daily life um yeah just literally just give me that extra push so just um, big up Jaro Shepherd. Yeah, big up Jaro Shepherd. He was an absolute, <laughs> absolute killer as well. He was so yeah. good. Um, I also saw that you obviously you do have a couple of bra- you've done a couple of brand deals um, here and there as well. And one of the ones I saw you do <laughs> was a collaboration with Tom Hardy, yeah. all people who is sick at jujitsu. Yeah. By the way, he's yeah. actually sick. A lot of people don't think he is, but he actually he's he's legit. Yeah, he's actually, actually, he's actually good. Mate, on Instagram now, I see more of him doing being in like Royston Gracie gyms yeah. than I am actually seeing he's him doing. He's passionate about it. Like he's proper passionate about it. Yeah. So um, and obviously there's in the like the video thing. There's obviously you're like rolling around with him on the yeah. mat. So like, like what the hell was that? What was that like? Like, could you believe you're literally, literally rolling? It was literally one of the um reasons why. Like that experience is one of the reasons why I really love martial arts because look who Tom Tom Hardy is. Like mm. he's one of the biggest stars in the whole world, and I'm literally at this stage a nobody, and I'm I'm get to the role of Tom Hardy, and like if everything felt like no, so natural. Like obviously he's like a big big time movie star. Like mm. I was quite nervous, obviously starstruck <laughs> in the beginning, but the second we had that first role, he's like he's he's literally like I've known him for years, and that's that's why I really like martial arts because like it doesn't discriminate. You can walk in a room and find like. Um, police officers and ex-criminals and movie stars and celebrities and your everyday um person all like bond together over one thing and that's what that's what me and Tom Hardy did after like the first role we were just talking about like, I didn't even talk talk about him um about his movies or anything all we talked about is jiu-jitsu and martial art and it was so casual so like it was it was so real and that's why I really like about martial arts and he's such a down-to-earth guy as well like mm. um after after we rolled, he was like helping with the directing and music choices, and to see him in his elements is just like it's it's astonishing. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I think at the this is, um, I think this is the most uh, jujitsu certainly like this is the most uh, high profile I think it's ever been. Yeah, like it just in terms of like I mean talking about i'll go on to it later because you've actually fought on one of these but the whole polaris uh yeah. promotion thing 
and like Gordon Ryan. Yes, I know he's on steroids a lot, yeah. but do you know what I mean? Like he's like a really like quite well known guy. So as well as MMA, like I think jujitsu especially now. Yeah, jujitsu yeah, literally burn up. Like a lot of celebrities is doing like um doing it now, and it's just like one of those martial arts that anyone can do. Like it's mm. it's fine, but it's not actually fine. So anyone literally in the whole world can start jujitsu. Is that like one mm. of the best sports in the world? Even as you said, like Polaris, like they're getting UFC fighters and like like named people fighting on the show, and like people are falling in love with it even more, and it's getting even more mainstream. But people are understanding it more. Mm. Yeah, it's getting getting much bigger. Um, yeah. Uh, talking about uh, something that I always ask young athletes is like, how do they respond to? positive uh critique because of um you know that must be a pretty strange thing now i'm gonna read what dan hardy said from the pfl he said i could not be more excited to bring chanel dyer this was obviously when you got signed mm. onto the pfl europe roster i've watched her rising through the ranks and winning titles and seen her in action in the gym many times and when you hear that from dan hardy um you know that must mean you know he's literally fought for ufc world titles mm. like that must mean loads and like do you feel weird when you get that kind of praise funny, from funny people of, funny enough dan hardy was in the gym today he's been in the gym for really? the past two weeks i've seen him every day i literally did the other conversations like and he watched me sparty and everything but he's, yeah. he's it's a legend man like especially this year i've had like so many like name big name like uh, fighters and people outside of fire and just like big me up and just like um believing in me now like i've believed in myself for like my whole life and like seeing people that's actually actually believing in me it just pushes me even even further like I'm at, it's giving me like the confidence that like, saying like I'm, I'm actually what I'm actually doing is right like I'm actually mm. on the right path um to greatness having all of these um people um looking looking onto me and I just want to work harder like a lot of people it, it gives them pressure especially young people might give them pressure um but for me I don't really see it as pressure as pressure I see it as motivation like it motivates me to work even harder. Oh, he's looking at me now. Let me work even harder to 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 not to uh, to to prove him right. Like that he's actually right to 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 call me uh, one of the biggest prospects because he is right. Um, and it motivates me to work even harder. And uh, moving into like your more like into your MMA career, um, obviously Muay Thai was your first martial art and the whole striking and everything. But then when you did go, I know we were just talking about jujitsu, but move, yeah. doing jujitsu for the first time or grappling for the first time after you're just used to like kicking yeah. and punching the shit out of people and all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck? I've got, I'm on the floor. And it's obviously it's very different. Like, yeah. was that weird? Like doing that for the first time after, you know, doing primarily striking? 100%. Because for me, um, in striking, like I got, up to like such a high level in striking like, I actually mm. became like professional UK number one um number one ranked fighter in the UK so like I was mm. really up there and I was really confident um in my skills so coming from like one top end of one sport coming from the top of one sport back down to the bottom of another sport like it was it was a humbling experience that like, the first time coming into a gym like I'm a big like fighter um and and just getting smashed by like newbies and people like half my size and smashed by kids. It's, it was really humbling. But what I really like about myself is that um, I don't take it personally, and there's that no mm. ego. So if I get smashed in something like in jiu-jitsu, I don't. I'm not like to myself, oh, why did I get smashed? I should smash them or stuff like that. I take it as like, okay, I ask myself questions. I'm like, okay, why did I get armbar? Why did I get choked? 
how can I get better in this? Ask my coach questions. How do I defend this? Like, I want to get better. I'm, I'm obsessed with getting, with getting better. And that's why um, my jitsu skills that I sell that fast rate because I was I banged out jits but the whole year I hardly did any striking did striking but once a week um, but I just focused on jiu-jitsu like a lot of sessions I went to but I do I hated it like, I was just getting smashed but I know if I just carried on doing jiu-jitsu for a year or two I'm gonna have to be great at this and that's what happened in the future yeah um and obviously like I mentioned I mentioned Pol- Polaris earlier, yeah. and you you grappled there yeah. uh, this 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 year yeah. actually, and you won via Omoplata, yeah. Omoplata, whatever. Um, is the is the ground stuff? Obviously, said you've done that for a year now, or yeah. you, that you just focused it on a year. Is that still obviously in camp? You'll do more, but is that still yeah. the the main thing you're focusing on? It's just doing that, or you is it starting to lessen now the work rate on the grappling now that you feel more comfortable with what you're doing? I think it's more. kind of like balancing out at this stage, um, yeah. um, um, which is which is a great thing. Um, because obviously I've done striker for about 10 years at the time, so my striker mm. was always at levels above, which I think is a great thing because I, um, I could actually give my striking a bit of a back seat. Okay, my striking is especially in amateur MMA, my striking is actually quite good probably like mm. to the professional end so I can kind of make it take a back seat and focus more on my jiu-jitsu game and my grappling game and um, that's what I did and um, I've done a lot of grappling competitions last year as well um, just to like get my confidence up and I won a lot of them um, mm. and that just boosted my confidence so much that when that actually made my striking and fighting so much better so because I'm not nervous to get taken down I'm not holding back with my strikes because before I used to hold back to my strikes um, scared that if I overcommit that I'll get taken down then mm. I'll lose but as my jiu-jitsu got better my striking ultimately got better Um, so I've done jiu-jitsu for quite a while now Um, and then I went on Polaris obviously like Polaris is like mm. probably the biggest jiu-jitsu stage in the whole world oh yeah, and I, got, yeah, yeah. I, got, I got invited on and so, so much people were so surprised people were still counting me out because the girl I thought um, she, she's a she's a good name in the UK as well so everyone's yeah. just like I, I heard whispers everyone's just like how's she going to do against her, blah, blah, blah. She's a purple belt. I was a blue belt. I'm a striker, allegedly. Um, not knowing I actually fought her in the competition last year and I smashed her, but nobody knew that, so everyone's counting me out. Um, I put on a, such an exciting Polaris match that like, they still want me back on their shows. Um, I put, The promoter said I got like sub of the night. I got the only, like, on my Polaris finish in um, Polaris history, so that's, like, history-making. So, like, my jiu-jitsu is, um. like... Growing like leaps and bounds. Um, I done I done the camp. I went to Canada. I done the jiu-jitsu camp with Fraz Zahabi as well. So like my jiu-jitsu has improved so much. Um, that now like it got to a stage where I can focus more on my striking now. Um, like in camps I can actually work game plans. Like my jiu-jitsu is good enough. Like I'm confident enough that if I go down, even if I'm against a brown or even black belt, that I can like survive and get back up and do what I need to do. So I can focus more on my on my my striking and my game plan now so I'm just involving as a fighter um you mentioned how you did now you so you're balancing stuff out now obviously there are two styles now if someone had done kickboxing for yeah. Muay Thai for 10 years and then for a straight year that most of the time they just had to do jiu-jitsu and stuff they yeah. could have easily gone oh man like yeah. do I have to do this and stuff but you've still pushed through it um even though it may not be I mean, maybe you do find it as exciting as striking in a different no. way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. No, literally, literally, like, my last fight, I took the girl down and I was just like, 
<laughs> what am I doing? I was literally, I was just, I'm literally feeling my head. I'm like, this is so boring. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, I'm meant to be fighting and we're, we're, we're hugging like this. Oh, yeah, I, I, like, yeah, yeah. I would say, I would say like, um, when I won my class fight, my caption was, I strike when I strike, I grapple when I grapple, I win regardless. Like, I like, I like, I like jiu-jitsu when I'm doing jiu-jitsu, but when we're fighting, please just fight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, um, I think that's the case for a lot of MMA fans when they're watching, yeah. they're like, oh, they're just watching like a fest on the ground, like a yeah, that was, fest that was... on the ground. Um, so, but do you think that uh, your, what, what is it about you that sets you apart from other fighters, do you think? I think it's just like my determination to get better, like I'm obsessed to, of getting better, not even like fighting, like I said before, like my um, like education, like if I'm bad at something, like, um, I need to get better in this. Um, I, uh, how I ask myself questions: like, How do I get better in this? Like, why am I not good at this? Like, how can I? What's the next steps of getting better? I'm just obsessed with getting better. Um, like I started that like, properly wrestling about a year and a half ago, and mm. I just like I I just hate I hate the fact that if I'm not good at something, like not in the ego way, I always say not in the ego way, but I just need to know why. I just need to get better stuff. Um, mm. at something, and that's I think that's what sets me apart with fires. Like. I'm I'm not afraid to be bad at something. I'm not I'm not afraid to start at the bottom. Like if I'm bad at something, I'm, I know I'm bad at something. There's no shame in that. I know that I'm gonna get better at this if I just keep working in it. Like there's there's no doubt. So yeah, yeah. Um, you've I mentioned Dan Hardy before, and obviously, yeah. so you you you're with the PFL and you made your PFL debut and you won um in in Paris. Um, now that you're with the PFL. Most MMA fighters, uh, I think, uh, yeah, most MMA fighters, they say the UFC, that's the that's a golden goose. That's yeah. the one that they're all going for. So what was it about you? What was it about the PFL that attracted you the most? Because you never know, they could have gone, you, you know what, I'm, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to, even though the PFL offers there, I'm just going to yeah. keep getting better in the uh, smaller promotions and just hope that I get onto like a cage, which you were, you're in the Cage Warriors Academy and stuff, yeah. but wait until I get into the UFC. Um, so what was it about the PFL that attracted you? I think especially for like the, the UFC um, aspect of that, it's just like, I think times have changed. Like, yeah. like, like five, like 10, even five years ago, like everyone's dream goal was to be in the UFC. And like, I think now, especially 2022, 2023, like times have changed so much that, like the MMA game has changed so much. There's so much more aspect to it. And if you're a smart fighter, that UFC is not the only route to to be the greatest fighter in the whole world. Mm. Um, I've I've realized that this year as well. Um, I'm only young. Like I'm only 22. Um, I started my professional career this year. Um, mm. when I was 21. Um, and in the beginning of the year, me, and my coaches, um, and my manager all sat down and we asked like directions for this year. Like where do we go for this year? And our plan ultimately was just to gain experience, like no rushing anything, no signing, no major deals, um, multi-fight deals, just take the fights as they come and try to get as much fights in the year. So obviously I had the one-off fight in Hexagon, had the, the mm. viral spinning back elbow. Yeah. I had a lot of I had a lot of hype off of my name after that. Um, and then I fought in FCC on April, had another first round finish. And like, my name was like, so hot in like, the MMA community. Like, everyone want, wanted to sign me. Case Royce wanted to sign me. Um, but their deal wasn't great, so we turned that down. Um, so many areas that so many people wanted to sign me off for that, but we stuck to our guns and was like, no, we don't want to sign with anything. We just want to, um, we don't want to be tied down. We just, we have so much time. We just want to keep fighting a different 
promotions. But when when PFL came, like that, like we couldn't really turn that deal down. Like mm. obviously, it's PFL is like the big one of the biggest names biggest. in the whole world. So like that that out that respect is like it was mind blowing. Um, anyways, for them, I'm only two and oh five, only twenty two years old, and they want to sign me. Um, but what I really like about the PFL is just that, as I said before, I'm only twenty two, uh, and I want to grow. Like right now, it's all about growth, and I can grow within the PFL. Like they mm. offered me three fights to share. I was the first fight in 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 Paris. I was gonna fight in the, in the undercard in um Dublin. in Dublin, and then I'm gonna be in the European scene, European tournament next year, and I can be in the global tournament the year after and I can do super fights like just seeing the progression and growth that's what I really need and I can actually do that in PFL and they can actually look after me as a fighter with with guidance and promote me as like one of their big fights like I never even mm. had one fight in PFL and they'll send me so many different places to for publicity and get my name out of, out there and like they were ticking so many of the right boxes so that's why ultimately um I signed with the PFL yeah and i mean i completely agree like the whole like 50 percent um yeah. to fighters and 50 obviously in the ufc it's yeah. it's a lot less in the yeah, ufc like, people they're really for the fighters like yeah it's i call it like they're they're, they're fighters league like they're for us they they work with us for us because ultimately if there's no fighters there's no organization so mm. people they know that so they're working with us that's what i really love like they take and, care of you so much yeah, and I mean, I watched Ariel Helwani, um, yeah. like his thing the other day, and he was one of, on one of the questions he was asked on like his Q and A thing was, "Oh, do you think the UFC? Uh, do you think UFC will ever be below the number one MMA thing?" And he was like, "No," he says, "You know, I think that'd have to yeah. be something disastrous for that to happen." Yeah. But to be honest, but to be honest with you, I'm not saying like the UFC could like fall away completely yeah. like overnight, but I just think the more the PFL, I don't know if you think of this, I mean, you were literally in it, but um, the more better financially the PFL gives deals to fighters, yeah. like, I really think there could be, maybe not overtake the UFC, yeah. but I definitely think it could, do you know what I mean? Like, even yeah, out, especially like, with the format as well. Yeah, because like, UFC always has that name value, that always has that home that, uh, name value of MMA, so like, if like, um, UFC is, is, is basically a name, like, you can go around the street, and you tell anyone you do MMA, they don't really know what it is. You say you do UFC, they, people know what it is. So it always mm. has that like name value UFC. But what PFO is that like, is grown so much in the in the past year that they sign mm. like the best fighters. So obviously they signed in Garni, they they signed in Carissa Shields, Dumbe. So they're signing boxers, mm. like they signed um um Jake Serrano. So they they're signing, they're putting in the work in. Like they're going a lot more mainstream PFO, and I think that's their route. Um, to mm. to to taking over and being to the top, like involving the mainstream uh, media, the mainstream like their PR and their social media presence is like is is amazing. So they're what they're putting the work in. So over like the next few years, they're hundred percent going to be at the top, if not challenging. Mm. And before you went pro this year, I think you finished as an amateur of eight and three. I think I've yeah. got my notes. Um, how did you uh get over? those three losses as a young athlete like did it did you find it hard I mean obviously you've smashed it since yeah. but like and and you won you left the amateurs on the winning streak so yeah. like did it really bother you that much in the amateurs like when you did lose or did you just uh yes yeah yes and no at the time I was devastated obviously um I was I was young sometimes when I had to uh 
like my first losses and stuff. Um, now looking back, I'm glad I has, had those losses. Uh, my amateur career, I think I've done it right because I took all the hardest fight possible. Like I fought the best fighters in the whole world. I fought like the IMF world champion in my third fight. I won that fight. Like I said no, I didn't say no to to literally anybody. I took all the hardest fights because I wanted all the hardest fights in amateur. I get so many different looks. So when I do turn pro, then I've had all my experience from amateur. So I literally took all the hardest fights. Like, two out of those three losses, the two guys I've actually lost to, they fight in UFC now. So like, I, I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't yeah. take any, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't take any any easy easy fights when in amateur. Um, and and I needed those losses. I need to know how to lose. I need to I need to know how much I wanted to be in this game. So I'm glad I had those I had those three losses and those mistakes that. Like, like after the f- the first fight, I lost. Um, I think it was that choke or something like that. Literally the week after, I signed up for a jiu-jitsu competition and I got mm. like three goals in that competition. And I started focusing a lot more on my jiu-jitsu game. So every time I had a loss, um, obviously I was devastated on the on the day. But I rebounded. I got even better as, as a fighter. Um, and so my next fight, um, I would win it. Mm. And one of those losses, you said you lost two now UFC fighters. Yeah. One of those losses was to Shauna Bannon, who's yeah. quite a fair. Not she's not a massive star, but you know she's yeah. got a lot of uh, popularity at the moment. Yeah. Um, if the PFL and the UFC were to ever do some sort of collaboration, I think that'd be a sick fight. Yeah, a lot of people said that. that. Even to this day, that like everyone, everyone still says. Everyone remember a lot of people. So much people remind um remembers that fight. Like literally, any like Irish. Not even MMA fighter, like <laughs> martial artists. Like every time they meet me, they're like, I remember your fight with Sean the Banner. Everyone remembers that <laughs> fight because it was such even though I lost it, it's like it was such an iconic amateur fight. And and I'm 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 sure in a few years' time we're gonna we're gonna run it back and everyone's oh, gonna yeah. look back. Everyone's gonna look back to those those fights and see how, how far we've come um since then. Even now, like both of us, I'm fighting PFL, she's fighting in UFC. Um unfortunately she didn't win her. UFC debut, but like no. we're we're on the we're on the path to greatness. Me and her, we're hundred percent gonna make one of the biggest fight ever in the future. Oh, oh that would be. But I think that yeah, that's definitely if yeah. PFL and UFC to ever do a cross event. Yeah, just do that. I think that'd be a yeah. sick one. Um, now when I mentioned the documentary of Sky that you did earlier, um, in that one, that was when you were with uh Steve uh, yeah. at Team Underground. Now you're at a uh, top team. Yeah. Uh, how are you finding it? How how did you get involved? Also, like how what how did you get involved? Like what made you do the move from underground to top team? Um, and what have you learned the most whilst you've been there? Yeah, so um, I I ended my amateur career um at Team Underground. I started my professional career with GB Top Team. I think it's mm-hmm. m- more for me like for with just literally about the people and the guidance and the train the high level training partners. Um, and that's what I really me made the move. Like Brad Pickett, Ashley Gimshaw, Barry Healy, like my, my coaches, they're like the best coaches in the world, and they can give me that guidance. Um, from coming from amateur into pro, and given the training partners, like everyone in 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 the gym and GB top team, they give me hard rounds. Like there's no rest rounds in GB top team. Like if you want to have a good wrestling round, you know who to go with. Good striking rounds, you know who to go with. Like the level is so high. You walk in the gym mm. and you're like. I remember the first time walking to the gym, I'm like, he's he's Cage Roy's world champion. He fights in mm. UFC, he fights in PFL, he fights in Bellator. Like the, the room was literally amazing. I look up to these people daily and and 
literally I can walk into the room and ask anyone for advice and they'll give me that advice and guidance like um um in team underground they're a new gym so they kind of started their martial arts career when I kind of joined so it was kind of growing together um whereas I needed that guidance to, to know where I'm going um for sure and I don't want to be like the, the first person doing stuff I want to be sure of like my movements and Brad Pickett he's been here then everywhere so if any any warrior I have I have um, I'll go to him and he's like, okay, I know, I know that because I've done it before. I know how to get on this show because I know this promoter and stuff like that. So GB Top Team, they've given me a great look and mm. I'm happy to call it home. Yeah, definitely. No, that's probably one of the leading um, like MMA gyms, definitely in yeah. the UK. A um, couple more questions. Um, obviously, it's it's not it's again. It's not one of it's about you, but it's about like. Obviously, in the UFC, they did a big shake-up the other the other week. Um, and I, I've I've asked, I did an I did another podcast. Have you heard of Chloe going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did one with her the other day, and I asked this the same thing because it's going to be sick. UFC two ninety five. Obviously, John Jones is out. Yeah, and our, very, our, our very own Tommy Aspinall's oh, fighting Pavlovich. Yeah. Uh, who do you think is going to top? Uh, I have to say, I have to say, Tommy, man, like, oh, uh, <laughs> he need, oh, I'll be so happy if he wins. I actually, yeah. I actually met him once, like, um, me, I only started watching like MMA like two years ago, and he came to like my Muay Thai gym like three years ago. It was I was doing a PT, and he was like sparring one of my coaches, Linda Knowles. But I never knew who he was, and like, oh, he's a UFC fighter. I was like, oh, okay, but uh, <laughs> like, seeing he's he's fighting for the for the belt now. It's just like, like the UK MMA scene is growing so much. Mate, it's mental. It's, it's it's so like for the, the past few years it's it's grown so much like obviously Leon Edwards is a champ, Tommy Aspen is gonna be a champ as well. Like um even in, in the PFL, like my teammate Simeon Powell, he's gonna be European champ, Dakota, she's gonna be European champ as well in Dublin. So they're taking over the um European scene, then they'll go over, over to America, take over the American scene next year. So like the UK MMA scene is just it's blowing up. Great. Cause I, I follow um cause, uh, I I was in, I lived in Birmingham for three years for uni, and obviously yeah. Renegade, uh, Renegade there. Um, just to know, I didn't go there, but I follow yeah. the. I I know a guy who's in the gym there, and the amount of people because I follow their Instagram and the yeah. amount of people that are in there, they're like it's literally full. Yeah, like like, like um, I, I go um um what's it next gen now um I went a few times this year. I'm actually going there next year to like spot next week to that spa molly and train with molly and stuff just like mm. the the pro classes is calm even the classes i swear i counted like 80 people in that tiny room it's, it was packed it's, like, it's, night, not, it's not just the mma though it's like the jujitsu classes they yeah. do yeah and it's yeah, it like 90 of people was just there because of like molly and paddy they're like like someone was holding pads for me and they're like i'm just here for molly and paddy i was like wow yeah 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 like yeah. the influence like like they're getting so much people more into that like, jujitsu and mma like the sport mm. is really growing. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's really amazing. Um, you know, I'm, don't get me wrong, boxing will always have, a, I'm sure, a special yeah. place in the UK. But I really think MMA is going to be right up there no yeah. time soon. Um, last question: I always ask this to the athletes that I interview or the people that I interview. Um, obviously, you're 22 now, yeah. um, and this podcast is called In Ten Years Time. So, ten years time in 2032. You'll be 32. Um where no 2033, sorry, not 32. Um, where would you like to see yourself in 10 years' time in both 
MMA and like just in life in general? In MMA, I want to be, I'll be in my prime then. I want to mm. be a household name by then. I want to be a multiple-time um, champion in PFL, P- double-time champion. I just, I just want it all by then. Literally, I'll be in my prime. I've been in this fighting business for about 10 years now. So in 10 years' time, I'm going to be literally one of the greatest of all times. Uh, I'll say that now. Um, in life, I want to be settled. Um, martial arts, you, you only start fighting until like mid to late 30s. Um, I want to be settled. I want to have own a few businesses and I want to be set by life in life by 32. Danelle, thanks so much for being an amazing guest. Uh, really enjoyed the chat. Thanks for your time because I know you're busy at the moment. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for having me.